everyone, and welcome to the final edition for 2023 of Hanratty's Huddle. I'm Rob Adams. We've got the whole team here today. Dave Taromio across the way, me, and, of course, Terry Hanratty. Terry, nice to see you. Rob, great to see you. Dave, good to see you. The three of us here at one time. I hope we all had a Merry Christmas and uh, looking for a Happy New Year coming up. Yeah, very much so. Good yeah. good Christmas, Dave. Yeah, yeah great. Thanks. Uh, gl glad we can make this happen together. Rob, thanks for making it happen. And, uh, you know, excited for this last podcast and also excited to hear our thoughts for 2024. Yeah, even though I said final podcast, final podcast of the year to make that clear because yeah. we're going to roll right into a, yeah. a bright and sunny 2024. And yep. This is just the beginning of what we're doing here. It's still fun. We're still, you know, we're building up the what's right. happening here, and, and uh, I look forward to seeing what's what's next, Harry. And the, the funny thing, when we first started this thing, I kept saying to myself, how are we going to come up with material for every show? Then I realized it's really easy. It's yeah, easy. Because the material just jumps out at you, and it's there all the time, and there's something new and new and new and new. So, yep. so whether it's, it's, it's fun current to do. day, what's happening current day, or the history that you've been through, which you've told some great stories, and and people were just, I mean, I think if we just took the stories and parsed them out, which we should do eventually, like the about throwing footballs to Roberto Clemente and Willie Stars, that one just that, that got me excited just thinking about those guys. And that was <laughs> that was best. back in a time when we sort of expected to do it. Yeah. Because you have to realize, to get to a professional level in any sport, yep. you can't just play one sport. Maybe kids try to do it today, yep. but back in the day, it's like, you know, I tell people, you know, my favorite sport was baseball, then basketball, then track, wow. then football. That's interesting. It's amazing. And it was uh, not until probably my junior year in high school that it all of a sudden, I went to the baseball park to play a game. I played third base, and all of a sudden I booted the ball. An error. Yeah. Then I struck out, which I never struck out. Really? Then I realized I'm not putting in the time anymore. Uh. I'm. I was up in the footballs, you know, up in the the, uh, the high school area, throwing the football a hundred times a day. Then I went, got dressed real quick to go play baseball, and you uh, can't do that. Can't do it. So then I said, finally said, this is it. Now it's football straight through. So couldn't be Brooks Robinson and Johnny Unitas, right? Yeah. No, very difficult. Very <laughs> not, difficult. Not easy to do with the Bo Jacksons of the world. No, you know? no, that's right. You, you think about it. We we talk often about greatest athlete. It's got to be Bo Jackson. I would put him up there, no doubt. Just right? what he did, football wise, baseball wise. Dion, so. sure, he did it as well. And you think of a guy like a Jim Thorpe and, and yeah. someone who was so well rounded. But when you think of all-time greatest athletes. Not that I expect to go down this road for the whole show, yeah, but no. Bo just comes to mind. Bo. I think it jumps right out at you. Yeah. yeah, it really does. I mean, he was just phenomenal in everything. Yeah, he was. And I would, I probably say Jackie Robinson as well, only because Jackie people don't was realize well-rounded. You know, Jackie was a track runner, and he was a football player at UCLA. Yeah. So, and you have to throw Jim Brown in. Yeah, he yes. probably yeah, the lacrosse. Still ball, might lacrosse, be the greatest lacrosse basketball. player ever. Oh, they changed the rules because of him in lacrosse. He would take the stick and hold it to his chest and run down the field. Nobody could stop him and throw it in the net. So they made it that you have to do that waggle with the uh, – yeah. you can't hold the, the ball up to your chest. That's right. the way he did. It, it, amazing. By the way, mm. I thought of you, Terry, driving here to the studio today because I'm sitting at a traffic light, car in front of me, left side of the, uh, the rear the, – the hatch door – is a Michigan, oh, wow. Michigan magnet, right side, Notre Dame. No. How do you, you can't do that. Same car? Same car. Can't do that. Yeah. No, you really can't. No, that's. <laughs> I don't, I don't know care how if both yeah. kids go to different yeah. schools. One of them had to be a, a joke. 
Yeah, maybe there was <laughs> no, a fan had to see that <laughs> yeah. Michigan sign up there and say, oh, no, no, I, we're going to throw it up on it. I was struggling looking at that one, you know. Yeah. Dave and I can talk Mets, Yankees, but there's yeah. no way we're putting each logo on our car. No, <laughs> no, no, no way. No, that's a rivalry that you just cannot split your uh, allegiances in any way, shape, or form. No, no you, really, you really can't. There are just no. certain, I mean, Steelers, Browns, that could never happen. No. Yeah. Well, the old, the old Browns, these new Browns. You know, for when before Art Modell moved them to uh, Baltimore, yeah, that was really something to play back then. Yeah, I mean, you got to realize those old stadiums—they used to sell tickets where you were behind a metal pole, an iron pole, mm-hmm. and that was your ticket. Yeah, you had, obstructed you had, you had, old yeah. Yankee stadiums. You had to look look around the pole to see things. Yeah, and I can remember playing, going over to Cleveland. And playing that god awful field because back then they were baseball slash football. Field. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the in the locker room was really built for a baseball team. So you had twenty five guys who were maybe about one hundred eighty five pounds each. We'll say. Yeah. Now you got fifty guys, and the average you know you got three hundred pounders in there. Yeah. So you were just packed into this locker room, and the showers were built for smaller guys and smaller numbers, and and it, it was just. Uh, you start saying to yourself, is this really pro football? <laughs> yeah, right. But to your point on the rivals, I think if you saw a Red Sox-Yankee logo on the same card, oh, that would be like, no, no. no you can't. For me, Islander Ranger, no, sorry. You you can't do that. I right? have a buddy who I, I had Yankee tickets with at one time. He lives out in Long Island. Love him to death. Love his wife to death. His wife's a Red Sox fan. I, I said, how? How, how can you do but they're, they're I can top that. My wife's a Patriot fan. That you, is true. You know how I feel about the Patriots. That is true. I, I know that Can't well. Lose enough. <laughs> Dave, of course, if you don't know folks, is a Jets fan. So Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a tough sell right there. Ever since nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, when Joe Willie That was the kiss of death, apparently. It really was. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well growing up on Long Island, I, you know, first of all I thought you had to root for teams in your area. Because we didn't have the TV that they have now, where you can watch any team from any area. It was you you watched the Mets or the Yankees or the Jets or the Giants, and that was it. Yeah. So you pick from those teams, and of course Knicks and and of course Rangers Islanders. But but watching you know the Jets, I was eight years old. The Jets won the Super Bowl. The Mets won the World Series. The Knicks won a championship. The Islanders didn't exist yet. But no. Still, that's why I went down, and I was actually a Ranger fan before the Islanders came into the league. And then the Islanders had, had their great run. Yeah, they really did. So yeah. I'll Dave. never forget. I went. To, you know, I did, I know zero about hockey, hmm. but I was invited by John Dockery. Hmm. Oh yeah, to go. And he was working in the sports in, in New York to go out to a Islander game. Hmm. So I watched the game. It was pretty interesting. What not? Everybody's crazy. Went in the <laughs> locker room after the game, and all of a sudden, I look around. And here's this woman in the locker room. <laughs> and she was about eight months pregnant. Oh, wow. And all the guys were walking around naked. And she had her pad on her stomach, taking notes from the guys she's interviewing. And that was my introduction to women coming in the locker room. Wow. So that, that, was, that was a little Do you know who it was? Strange. Do you remember who it was? No, I don't know who it was. But That's it was, interesting. It was, uh, I mean, you know, obviously I spent my whole lifetime yeah. in the locker room. Yeah, of course. It was yeah. all guys back then, but yeah. then all of a sudden that was my introduction to women in the locker room. I went, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm, I'm pregnant Dave's going to break down uh, NYCFC for us. Big soccer fan. Yeah, big, yeah. <laughs> it's a running <laughs> gag of, of ours yeah. from another show that we I do. I fall asleep every time Mark does the soccer <laughs> report. Sorry. I, I know soccer is a world-renowned game, but it, in my world it doesn't Kick exist. The <laughs> <laughs> Kick the ball. That's exactly Kick right. Kick the ball, yeah. Um, another thing that 
kind of grabbed me, especially this week, after what was an incredible win for the Steelers, all things considered, to take mm. care of the Bengals like they did. Mm-hmm. The quarterback controversy. And, mm. boy, they've got one in Pittsburgh now. If Kenny Pickett's healthy, if Mason Rudolph does what did what he did, should he play again? How did you deal with all that stuff back? You know, because you guys had controversies, especially well, in Bradshaw's early years. In the early years, then Joe Gillum was there. So right. there, there were the three of us that, mm. uh, you know, sort of rotated in starting – the starting deal, and it was, it was, it was more brought up in the media than it was in the locker room. Oh, interesting! You knew who was going to play, but the media was. I know one time, the, the local sports writer said, "Pick your favorite quarterback," and they listed the three of us. Then had other, <laughs> right? So that, that uh, got me a little upset, and I was. I called the paper up. I said, "How much does that cost to do?" And. Uh, a guy told me it was, I think it was 250 bucks at the time. Wow. I said, no, I'm not, you know, back then, I'm not yeah. paying 250 bucks for this. I was going to pick your favorite sportscaster or sports writer, <laughs> right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Dan Rooney called me up. Oh, he wow. said, I heard about this idea you had. I said, yeah, but it costs 250 bucks. He said, do it, and I'll, I'll write you a check oh, for no it. No kidding. Right? I'm so shocked I by did that. it. Oh, my. Yes, I did it, and I put it in the paper, and it was the three sports writers, right? Then other, other one. Of course it did. Linda Lovelace. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's the best. And Dan Rooney gave me a check for 250 bucks, and everything was cool. You're going to have to explain Jeez. who Linda Lovelace is now. You know. Well, people are going to have to Google Google her. her. All right, Google her. <laughs> Google her, and, and let's just say not safe for work. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, yeah true. Yeah, be careful. Be yeah. very careful. at home. Yeah. Be very careful. And by the way, I thought you were going to say he was going to, you know, father, you say, Terry, now this is something you just don't do. Just ignore it. Let it go. So did I. <laughs> yeah. No, it went the Dan, other way. Dan was all, I was going to, you know, $250. You know, yeah. when you, we yeah. don't make the money these kids make today. Of course. And uh, so I figured, nah, forget it. It's a good idea. But then all of a sudden I get a call. Terry, Dan Rooney. I'm like, oh, okay. I heard your idea. That is hilarious. Do it, and I'll pay you for it. That's great. That is a great story. Oh, man, that family's the best. Um, Another thing that I thought of, uh, I I was looking around social media today, and I saw that it was the anniversary of the creation of this waving motion that I'm doing, the terrible 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 towel. Terrible towel. Do you remember that getting created? I remember the person who created it. Oh, wow. Myron Cope. Myron Cope. And Myron was a dear friend, and he was really Mr. Pittsburgh. He was... He was the Howard Cosell of Pittsburgh. He had that weird voice like Howard had, and he talked like this. And and it was so grating on you that you loved listening to it. That's what I would tell fans as well, because you'd hear sound clips from Pittsburgh, from Steelers games, and you'd go, who the heck is that guy next to the play-by-play announcer? And it was Myron Cope who was... Not the smoothest of voice. He right. made Chris Russo sound delightful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, wanted, Chris put you to sleep with his yeah. nice, smooth voice compared to Myron. Yeah, yeah. My, Myron could sound like, you know, gravel and about a, a, a cart and a cigarette. So was he waving the towel in the <laughs> press it, box it, when he was on the air? Well, so he came up with yeah. that. And, the, you know, the, the great part about the whole terrible towel is that his son was an extremely needs child uh, who, yeah. who was in a home. That's right. I got you. And all the proceeds of the terrible towel went to that home mm-hmm. to this day is this in, in perpetuity. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that home collects the money from the terrible towel. So when you're buying a terrible towel, 
you know, a lot of that is going to a very, very needy, worthy cause. I That's bought awesome. two new ones back uh, back in November when nice. I was in Pittsburgh, and you know the money's going to a great yeah, place. And they're good. not that expensive yeah. either. It depends on how well, fancy you get, yeah. but they're within 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's good to know it's going to for a good cause. I like that. And let's yeah. face it, it's been copied everywhere since then. Everybody hands yeah. out towels yeah. or, or oh, yeah, every Homer sport. hankies yeah. or whatever the case right, may be. Right. Even so. if they give you T-shirts, people use them to wave, right? Yeah. So, at the at the hockey games, yeah, I have a, a question for Terry and then Rob. You can obviously chime in on this. So, sure. you know, this is not just a Jets thing, but being a Jets fan, I'm used to it. You get to this point in the season, and you actually are rooting for your team to lose. And the reason <laughs> you are is for a better draft pick, right? You're looking big picture. Don't care who gets fired. Don't care the you know. At this point in the season, it is better for us to lose. And and uh, Rob Salah came out the other day. And said he can understand that from a fan's perspective, but from a player's perspective, you you're not in that locker room. You don't understand how a player thinks. I'm asking you as a former player. Was was that a thing back then, or was it not that you guys would think of throwing the game, but 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 was that something that people talked about, like, hey, maybe you guys were too good, but you know we want to get a better draft pick, and it's probably not a good. Well, people always talked about it. Yeah, they said, well, why, you know, the season is over, let's lose. Yeah, but the then the players are are graded on their performance on the field. Right. So if they go out there and try to lose a game, all of a sudden it's going to go around the league that this guy this guy doesn't play well, he doesn't play well. And you, if you try to explain to them, say, well, you know, I tried to lose the game because, yeah. you know, at that time we needed that draft pick. It's just too complicated. It could never happen because yeah. players have the pride. And right. they're not going to let that guy across the line to him scrimmage, beat him up right. just so they get a higher pick. Plus, maybe that higher pick's taking his job. So I you, you. You, know, yeah. you, you are there to you're, win every game no matter what. The that, last game of the season, you know, because my rookie year with Pittsburgh, we were 1-13. So we had a lot yeah. of opportunities yeah. to, to lose games, but we did it. You know, you always, when you played the Steelers back in the days, you always beat them, but you walked out of there, you limped out of the ballpark right. yeah. because we always had a nasty defense. You knew you were in a fight. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so and those guys never, the, the pride is involved. You want to win every time you put your put your feet on the field. But I'll say this, and, and Rob, you, you know, and your thoughts as well, but you, because it has happened in pro sports. I mean, maybe basketball is a different animal because there's only five guys on the court, and you can put, you can maybe say guys injured and not to, because Mark Cuban with the Dallas Mavericks was very open about the fact that he didn't want to give his draft pick to the Knicks who had it, and they just lost. Yeah. Because that meant nothing to their season, so they just lost on, literally on purpose, which the league should have looked into that, right? I, I, I agree. They, yeah. I, I, I think it's, and it's tough to, as you're alluding to, Terry, it's tough to assess your players when you're actively trying to lose because you need to evaluate mm-hmm. what you've got, you know, what the mm-hmm. players going into next year. So I don't know. The, but let's face it. Famously, there have been things like suck for luck, you know, because everybody wanted Andrew Luck at one time. So uh, these things do exist. I mean, they the, happen. the Jets were, were two, uh, two losses away from getting Trevor Lawrence, and they wound up winning two games late That's in right. the season. That's right. And all Jeff fans are like, why? And, and, of course, you know what happened. I know what you like Zach, but, I mean, that, that, that has this, that's failed. I don't think he'll be on the team next year. He'll be in the league. But Trevor Lawrence, I think, is although he's struggling now, is, is a pretty damn good quarterback. Well, he is a good quarterback, but then you have to put him in the, behind a Jets offensive line. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you and go. find <laughs> out how good he is. No. Another reason to get a high pick so you can get more, you know, more better, better. Well, play, but we've, we've, we've talked about it a million times now, and mm. we will continue to talk about it because yeah. it's the backbone of pro football. That's right. 
or oh. any football, high school, college, whatever, the backbone of the, of the game of the team is the offensive line. I'm with you. And if you don't have them, why are you picking this running back? Just like Najee mm. Harris for the Steelers. Yeah. Mm. And uh, there's a couple other guys in the league that oh, they're just getting beat up. Yeah. Derrick Henry's getting beaten up. Yeah. You know, there are guys like that who are yeah. literal horse running backs, and they're just getting, mm. they're getting smothered. You need that mm. little gap in that offense, defensive line to get you started. Yep. Yeah. Then you can show your real talent. Yeah. But if you can't get started, you're just an average person. So why crease. why are you wasting a first-round pick when you could actually trade that first-round pick and end up with two seconds and get yourself two good offensive linemen? Yeah. Yeah, and built to the future. I mean, that's that's it's it's, it's, it's extremely it logical. So, it, <laughs> it's just it this. sounds so logical and so easy, but nobody gets it. I don't think I'll that. never forget the time I was in Pittsburgh. I took my son back to watch a Steeler game years ago, and I'm standing out in the field with Dan Rooney, and we're watching practice a Thursday. And I told him, I said, Dan, you know, if anybody really had the, the, enough guts to do this, it's the way to really build a team. I said, if, if you have a quarterback who is you know, is a franchise quarterback. You got to take him. Yeah. But other than that, I would take the first four guys offensive, offense and defensive linemen. Mm -hmm. He looked at me like I had three heads. Mm -hmm. I said, if I if I have the ball, mm -hmm. you can't score. It's pretty right. much basically goes down to that. And you got to build, and you got to stockpile right? mm -hmm. linemen. Yeah. You got to have backups because you you're going to have injuries. You got to have replacements in there that are going to go in there and play well. And that's you know it's 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 so easy to me that it's so complicated that people can't do it. Well, let's think about that for a second. I mean, we're now at a 17 game schedule. Everybody knows it's going to go to 18. So don't you think they have to expand the roster a little bit so you can get more depth? For them? I mean, because all the injuries they, they have they game? have to expand yeah. the roster. I'm yeah, sure that's what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, they have to because they're there are so look at look at the league right now. How many starting quarterbacks yeah. are not starting quarterbacks? Yeah, exactly. It's probably half the league. And they're so damn protected, you know, but they're still getting hurt. Yeah, they're still getting hurt. <laughs> so, you know. No, it's a contact sport, and it's yeah. it, they have to – if you're going to expand the games, you have to expand the roster because you need those, need those people there. Agree. As you guys look back on 2023, what sticks out? Not necessarily a favorite moment, although if you can come up with one. I will say this. For me, the fact that we had a, uh, a hockey team, a basketball team, and a baseball team who have never won championships win. That's and a good so, thing. And, and, and that and the fact that, you know, so what's the football team? Detroit? Is it Detroit's year? That would be the team, right? And if you think about it, that's never won. Never been to a Super Bowl, actually. Right. right. Never right. been to a Super Bowl. Never yeah. haven't won a championship in any way since yeah. 1957. Well, the Browns. Browns are, Browns are fun too yeah. when you consider them, hmm. but the Lions. I, I'm I Lions. love that story. Yeah, yeah I'm really story, into yeah. that story. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I really think on the negative side of it, and I don't usually talk about officials, but I think the officiating has been ap absolutely horrible this year. That's fair. Good point. And you know, I, I watch every game and I and I look at pass interference and I say these guys are just sort of brushed, not even hit, and they're throwing a flag on them. I think it's really difficult to play a defensive back in the NFL right now mm. because these guys are just, you know, I think is, they see the quarterback go back to pass, and I think their hands go right to the flag, mm. thinking there's got to be yep. a, a penalty somewhere. I'm mm. getting ready to throw that thing. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know how the how to they, – they, I know they're critiqued after every yeah. season, and yeah. people are promoted and whatever and fired. Not, very, not many are fired, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I really think they really got to get a hold of this thing and find and, and get a real definition of what a penalty is. Mm-hmm. What is interference? What is holding? Can you grab a guy and let go and that's not holding? Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's just all over the board now. So it's it's very difficult to watch a game, and it's difficult to prepare. Yeah. Some of these, you know, it's like the kid from uh, Joey Porter Jr. Oh, right. For the Steelers. You know, he's a very aggressive, he is very overly aggressive, aggressive yep. defensive yes. back. But he's going to get flagged all the time. because right. And I he mean, is. And he is getting flagged. And it's just, you know, it's going to come at these times where it's going to really hurt the team. I agree. And it has to be a legitimate <laughs> penalty, a le- legitimate hold. Yeah. Hold and hang on. Yeah. Not just hold and let go. You know, so it's, it's you know in, can, in Canada and in CFL, uh, that is a challengeable play, pass interference. So you can challenge it either way, whether it was or wasn't. I think the I think in some fashion that should be implemented in the NFL. Now, but but there has to be limitations, right? Because or else it's yes. going to be you know the whole game is going to be like six hours long without we're going to challenge that. That's one. a problem, that one, right? You know? No, it's, it's got to yeah. keep it down to a minimum what yeah. you can challenge. Yeah. Because you, the last thing you want to do is expand the time of right. a game. Exactly. You know, baseball has done a good job with they the, have, new, the, new, the new pitch rule. Yeah. So that is not about a half hour off of game, 20, 30 minutes. And they're trying know. to knock more time off with more yeah. uh, rule changes coming into 24, which yeah. I think it worked. Don't mess with it, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's, they're going to mess with it anyway, yeah. despite what I say. Well, you're yeah. probably, if, if you're going to continue to speed up the pitcher, you're going to see more arm problems. Yes. You will. Because you're, you need a that point. little bit of a, a rest a but in between each pitch. And because you're throwing hard, yeah, and these guys when they're throwing a breaking ball, they're snapping that thing off. And it's rhythm right. and mechanics that, that right. all plays into it. It's a dance when you That's think a about very it. Good point. Yeah, as you look into 24, and we were talking about this off the air. Do you have a bold prediction? My bold prediction is more of a hope that the Dodgers are a bust, <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that every person in America except for Dodgers fans are going to be happy. <laughs> That's truly amazing that they're they've committed one point one billion dollars for two players. Two players. Two players. Insane. And I noticed that my Pirates were not in the bidding for either player. <laughs> not, not surprising. They'd be in the bidding to po- make the post, the fifty million dollar post together. Like, yeah, we we, we but now my, we're gonna pay you too. <laughs> but my hope for nineteen or two thousand twenty four. It's for Zach Wilson okay. to get traded or released immediately. Okay. So he can find a spot to land. Because I think the kid has a lot of talent. But people have to realize that it is difficult to play in New York. Yeah, no doubt. If you it come is. in and you screw up early, these fans are going to get on you and they're not going to. And, and what, what really got, and the, the fans boo, that's one thing. But then when it starts, all the former players and whatever start piling on, then that really puts the lights the fire even hotter for this kid. So yeah. I think he needs a, a special, a different place to be because I think he. If you look at the arm, you look at the legs, and I don't know what's going on between the ears because I don't. You know, I'm not around him. Scenery, you know, but yeah. you know, he needs a quarterback coach to mm-hmm. calm him down and just really 
really pay attention to him. Yeah. And I think he could be a real franchise quarterback. I really do. Well, that's interesting. That is interesting. But you know what? Frank Sinatra saying, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. He was talking about New York. All right? He didn't sing it about Boston. He didn't sing about Chicago. He didn't sing it about Sacramento. He sang it about <laughs> New York. Yeah, but no, so one ever, a, no one ever booed Frank. <laughs> no, you can't boo Frank. No, 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 no. Not allowed to boo Frank. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although <laughs> I, I think, and maybe you guys don't agree, I, I think as great as New York is, and I do think it's it's the best. Yeah, playing in Boston and Philly are different animals. Oh, very different, and especially Philly. And and dare I say, and I say this with all due respect, mean animals. Correct. They are grumpy in those cities when it comes to their. Well, sports. even when they win, they destroy their city. It's like you dummies when you won and you're, you're turning. <laughs> That's over cards. something I've never understood. I never going got that. all the way back to Detroit, Detroit yeah. years ago. Yeah, you know, I, I just I never understood that. Never understood no, that either. No, it made no sense. But I'm talking about Philly. I mean, they are the worst. They are. We were told we played there to keep your helmets on because they're throwing stuff at you. Jeez, and when I was amazing. still working at Wall Street, I had a client that was in Philly. And it was a Monday morning. I called him up, and he was all excited about the game. You know, they won the game. I said, boy, you're really excited about this. He said, Terry, you won't believe what happened. I said, what's that? He said, my son, 10 years old, threw his Coke on a football player. Wow. And he was and, proud. <laughs> wow. And I sort of paused. He says he's not old enough to throw a beer on him, but he threw his Coke. And I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, boy. How do you promote this? That and is... They do. I mean, the people down there are rambunctious. Isn't that where Eli Manning and the double bird yeah, came from on uh, right. on the Manning cast? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, rambunctious is a really polite way to call them. And they fans, booed Santa they? also. Yeah, they threw snowballs at him, for granted. <laughs> yeah. I said the other day when they started to boo because they were getting antsy, it's a good thing it's not snowing there. Because they were upset with their team when they were playing the Giants the other day. I admit, and the Giants, I, they were like, oh. I've been to a Phillies-Mets game. I had a great time. Yeah. I have to admit, I thought they were great fans to hang yeah, out with. You were rooting for the Phillies, though, be honest. Just, <laughs> yeah, you had your Philly hat on. I, well, they gave out <laughs> Phillies hats that <laughs> night. I will admit that. <laughs> okay. But no. I, I just I enjoyed the atmosphere, and I think it's a good ballpark. I'll say that. It is a good ballpark. And, you know, so if you go there, and if you're from Philly, you know, it's, it's not a bad city. You know, you got the cheesesteaks. I mean, and, and I, quite frankly, I love Boston. I dated a I girl when too. I was in college. I, was, I love the city yeah, of Boston. I love the city of Boston. I hate all their teams. The Patriots, most of all, but <laughs> but I love the city. I love the, the Italian. I don't mind the Bruins for some reason. I kind of yeah, the Bruins don't bother me that I much. And the Red like Sox, the Bruins. I've always been a Larry Bird fan, so yeah, I, I'm not a big you know Boston fan. You know the football team, but uh, Bird has been something special, and he doesn't get enough credit for how good he he was. He good. was. We he don't was. talk about when Larry you talk. Bird, everybody yeah, should. Everybody, everybody always says, "Okay, name your top ten. Yeah, and sometimes Bird gets in there eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. I'm going, wait a minute. That should be way up the list. Watch the films. Right. And see what he did against all these guys. Plus, and he told them what he was going to do. Yes, he did. He still did it. You, you feel like if you're putting Magic, let's say, Magic Johnson at, I don't know, five, Bird should yeah. either be four or six. The two of them belong yeah. next right. to each neck, other. Neck and neck, sure. And I played one time in his golf outing in Indianapolis years ago. And the first time I've ever met him. Yeah. It's amazing how big he is. Oh, he's yeah. a big dude. Yeah. He's a yeah. big guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's all six yeah. nine ten. Yeah. I mean, and and he is out there. The French Lick kid. Yeah, that's uh, the Hick from French Lick. That's right. Yeah. I don't want to say it, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> Special athlete, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, what what else? What's college going? What's college sports going to be like in twenty four? Oh, I think it's going to be a mess. I think it's going to be mm. you know, you're going to so now I. you now you got Florida State, you know, chirping. 
So that could and be lawsuits the, could and be all. the next lawsuits flying around. The attorneys are going to make a lot of money on all yeah. these different moves that's going on. But uh, but I think I you know I hate what's happening. I don't think you can stop it. I think the uh, you know the the bandage is off. Yeah. And now it's, the blood is just flowing, and I feel bad. I really do for these minor. I shouldn't say minor. These schools are continually you know are five hundred teams. Yeah. You know yeah. half of the bowl teams right now are five hundred teams. They get you know. But they're not going to be able to com- to compete. I mean, they're going to have these these conferences where they're going to be twenty teams in a conference, and the bottom half is just going to be five hundred. And I don't think yeah. it's going to be great viewing. I think it's going to be very difficult, you know, for for the West Coast to bring their their non revenue sports to the East Coast because mm-hmm. it's cost a fortune. I don't see how they're going to make up all this money. Yeah. And you know th- what they should do is keep all their their non-revenue sports in their conferences where they are right now, and let them play on the West Coast, and mm-hmm. you know, and come as far as Arizona to play the volleyball and the softball and the baseball. The teams that because you're going to bring a volleyball team to Rutgers from UCLA. I mean, it makes no sense crazy. whatsoever. And you have football in these major conferences, and just you know, they can mix up the games and let them let them all be independent. I think that's where they're going to have to go, Terry. I do. Because if you're putting, you're going to have these mega conferences and think of it like the NBA or NHL or MLB, you're not, you're going to go out there maybe once or twice a year, especially maybe for the playoffs. You're not going to bounce around the country like, because it would be impossible for those kids, first of all, and budget wise. You just, there's not that much money out there. But we need to pick a national champion coming up in the next week or so here, a couple weeks. Who you like? Oh, I mean, it's it's not the four teams that I thought was going to get in there. I was a little bit off on that, but you know, I sort of like Texas. Okay. Oh, Texas to be Washington and Texas to be Texas to beat Alabama. Alabama. Or I think I think it's going to be toss up between Alabama and Texas. I really do because I think Alabama takes down Michigan. I do too. And I think Texas takes down Washington, even though Washington's had a great run. I would agree with that. I think Alabama, unfortunately, because I'm not a Nick Saban fan, but I think Alabama comes through and wins this. And I think, as I've said before, I thought Georgia should also. And I have yeah. no love for Georgia or Alabama, I but I think those are, those two teams are two of the best teams in the country. I'll go, you know, whether it's Alabama or Michigan, um, a whole lot of people are going to be ticked off in the yeah. in the country because, let's face it, the, that's like putting the Yankees back in the World Series. Yep, uh, you're right. I'll, I'll be different and say Michigan since you guys are okay. against. I'll I'll go with the Michigan run. I hope Michigan wins. Actually, I mean the idea yeah. of Harbaugh winning a championship drives a lot of people yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's true too. Now, what's the timetable between say say Michigan wins? What's the timetable between that f- clock going to zero and Harbaugh <laughs> going to the pros? Uh, well, he's got to play another day. game. <laughs> he's got he's got one more week to play another game, but then after that, it's no, it's a final game. If, if they win the championship, if they win it all, yeah. Oh, probably thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I, think Jim, I think Jim is on his way out into yeah, the I pros. Too. I really do. I do too. Yeah. Yep, I, I think mm. so. Um, turning back to history because there was a lot of things going on this week historically. December 1972, I believe, December 23rd, to be exact, Three ah, Rivers Stadium. Yes. Uh, 7-6 Raiders. Were you on the sideline for the Immaculate Reception? About five yards away. What do you remember? It was cold. 
And we, our our grounds crew happened to put the hoses on <laughs> Oakland's sideline oh, to make it even more slippery over there. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that I love. That's back in the day when <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff like that happened all the time. And so we, you know, Dirt Donardo, that was yeah. the guy who was in charge of the you know the Terrific. the, the uh, Three Rivers maintenance. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Dirt. That yeah. was, and he looked like Dirt because I don't think the guy ever bathed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Great guy, and. Uh, and it was right in front of us, and you know Terry was scrambling around back there, and everybody thought even Art Rooney himself was in the elevator. Yes, right? I knew that when the play was going on because he wanted to come down to the locker room to con- to talk to all the players and you know saying what a great season, yeah, this, and, this and that. And uh, all of a sudden that ball gets in the air, and you see it bounce off them, Tatum, and and all of a sudden up in the air, and then you go, wait a minute. This could actually happen. That's a live ball. <laughs> and Franco was almost caught on like about the five yard line. Right. And he finally just blew by the guy and went in. And there was there were there was a there was pandemonium in the stadium. Mm-hmm. But then the referee officials, you know, there was no instant replay back then. Right. Yeah. So they you know they called New York, and they had to give it to the Steelers. Because the people we were holding back the crowd on the sideline. Oh yeah, because they had emptied out of the stands. So, you think they specifically called New York to find out if it was double touched? What to do? Oh, what to, what do? to do? Because you know we think it's a yeah. You know the, we don't know yeah. how do we call this thing? Yeah, and they were there forever. And yeah. uh, you know John Madden, God bless him, you know to his death, you know he was that. Oh, one he's. Of, He's still li- mad wherever he yeah. may be. Living about that, <laughs> he was. And John was a great guy, and you know, I get him when he was alive. We would, I would see him on different occasion. Yeah, and we'd all, you know, get a little shot. You know, <laughs> I, I've, I've, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, John. I've yeah. I've already spent that check. <laughs> <laughs> His coaching persona was so different from that as an announcer because I remember my mother, who would never say a bad thing about anybody, when he was the coach of the Raiders, saying, "That guy's a jerk." <laughs> I can't stand him. <laughs> it's like, mom, what? I'll tell you, John and John and Al Davis were were a great, great pair. They really were. Yeah. They, they worked together so oh, yeah, well, no doubt. And I can remember going out there, and uh, I was starting at the time, and it was you know Terry was hurt, so. And our lead guy would say, it's raining, raining, raining. And I'm going, oh, boy, it's going to be another wet field. Yeah. Mm. So we get out there, plane lands, and boom, the sky opens up, and it's, it's sunshine. Mm. So we go out for, for a workout, and the hoses are on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Al's still putting them out there, right? Because he had Mike Ciani yeah. and uh, who's the other receiver? Ciani uh, and uh, Blitnikoff. Yeah, Blitnikoff. Freddie. Fred Blitnikoff. we had the speed on the outside. So they wanted to slow us with down. To stick them all. So over his and they had just Buster Hayes with the stick on. They had just resodded the field, so the field was the clumps were coming up. So you couldn't. You, yeah. Then you know I held for extra points and field goals back then. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the first one came back, and I went, "Oh, you could almost put your thumbs into the ball." Uh, it was, you talk about deflating the ball. Yeah. I mean, this thing looked like it just came out of the wrapper, <laughs> but uh, we ended up winning anyway. And uh, all, all that. Oh, then they piped the pregame music into the locker, locker room. room. <laughs> so Chuck's trying to go over the first four plays of the game, and he's screaming at us. And he finally finished screaming and just wrote it on the chalkboard because he could, no one could hear him. <laughs> 
Well, those are the gamesmanship they yeah. had back in the day. Boy, that's, yeah, Al Davis wasn't going to miss a trick, was he? Oh, for sure. I mean, Shula was the, Shula the same way, the you know? Sure. AFC Championship game in 1983. Keep that, keep that tarp off the field. They knew they had a good running game. Kaya watered it down. and Or the snowblower they had up in New England. That's, oh, that's the one I was one. thinking yeah. of also, yeah. Yeah. That was the the Patriots came in. That guy was on, 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 <laughs> on work, work release. release. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now became famous. Which was what? A 3 nothing game, I think. 3 nothing. Ended 3 0 because it was played in a snowstorm. That, yeah. that was getting the best of Shula, yeah. which wasn't easy to Not do. Not easy to do. No. Not easy to do. It's hard to, to get the upper hand on Shula, yeah. Shula did all kinds of things. Yeah, I know he did. Al did the same. And, you know, that was it was a different NFL. It was. It was. It was a fun. Yeah. It was real yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, you didn't walk around with your agent beside you. Yeah. Well, no. No. Uh, no. Tommy Cutlets and the yeah. and the agent on the sideline <laughs> no. with the pizza debates back then. We may have seen the last of the passing Paisano. <laughs> New York Post yesterday fried cutlets. <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> so as we wrap up, uh, I'll just throw the floor open for any final comment. Anything you guys want to say to you know where you want the podcast to go in 2024? Something you're hoping for? Something personal? Whatever you guys want to do to wrap this up. I'll go first since it's Terry's podcast. I'll just say uh, we just want to wish everybody a happy new year. You know, whether whoever you root for, just be healthy and happy and, um, you know, wish you the best. And obviously for the podcast, we're hoping to take it to another level, get some of these stories out so that people can enjoy Terry's stories and and his perspective. Uh, So we're going to work on that. And I, you know, I look back to putting this together and I had no clue how to do it. So I want to thank uh, Rob and Dave for you know being the real backbone of this whole thing. I just sit here and talk. These guys do all all the real the real work, but it, you know it's it's fun to be able to communicate with the public. Mm. And this you know it is. twenty minutes we put in 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 a week. And uh, like I said earlier, that you know there's always something coming up. Yeah. And there's always something that needs to be hashed out between between us and the media or or, or players or whatever. And I think we would like to th- take it to another level. Yeah. You know, start next year. Or might be start getting guests in yes. and, and stuff like that. Then it, it's going to be fun. I got a lot of guys that I can pull off the line that there can still go. talk. Actually, yeah, I love it. So we'll see. <laughs> I love that. Uh, something that started uh, with the three of us sitting at Orem's Diner in, in Wilton, Connecticut. That's right. And here we are. You know what? Five yeah. months later, yeah, give or take. Yeah. yeah. Started with a little breakfast there yeah. and. Now here we are, however many shows in we are. I think this is like week 12 or so. Yeah, and I agree with you guys. Take it to yeah. a, a different level. See if we can get some other voices yeah. to come on and say hello if we can. And just keep telling these stories. Stories are the, are the lifeblood of sports. Yeah. And I have a lot because I'm old. There yes, you, you do. Yeah. I'm not going to say you're old, but yeah, you <laughs> and have I, plenty and, of stories. And I played in the, in the era where there were a lot of stories. That's right. Yes. That's right. You know, nowadays, these kids, they, they seem almost robotic. Yeah. But they don't have any fun. Yeah. And yeah. we're blessed working with you, if I may, in that you're not just a football. Like, so many people are just football guys now. That's all they talk. Yeah. You can talk baseball. You can talk basketball. You can talk mm. other things. And that's mm. one of the things I really enjoy about this. Yeah, because back uh, in the day, we played them all. Yeah. And we loved all sports. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of great stories to be told. A lot you, of great. You get any feedback from your family on this? Anybody listen to it? And or, oh yeah, yeah the, uh, the feedback has been great. Good. Okay. Friends good. that listen to them all the time, and good. my my kids, and you know they like it. And just yeah. for you know, for a wish, hope. Let's be smart fans in twenty four. Sometimes yeah. we're not too smart. 
That's a good point. Be smart and happy, mm. and th- this is fun. It should be fun. Should be fun. Yep. Let's, let's, and happy uh, New Year to all. Absolutely. Let's make it a fun one. I think that's the way we wrap it up, gentlemen. Have a safe one, and we'll uh, we'll see you. I guess next week we'll dive right into twenty four. Next year. Next year it will be. Yeah, absolutely. Right into 24. All right. For Dave Taromeo, Terry Hanratty, I'm Rob Adams. You've been listening to Hanratty's Huddle. Thanks so much for joining us in 2023. And join us in 2024. So long, everyone.